this is Pals Talk, and today we are talking with Justin. I've been volunteering with uh, Pals for over the past two and a half years now as part of the uh, digital literacy program.、It、used to be just called computer literacy when I started.、Um, I, I'm a tutor. I work with a few a few volunteers.、Um, I've had the same volunteers now for 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 the most part for the past like year and a half, two years now. So、uh, it's just been great to be a part of Pals, be a part of the organization, and、um, absolutely love it. So when you said you've been a part with a couple of volunteers, do you actually mean your learners? Have they been the same learners? Yeah, yeah. Sorry to clarify. Yeah, my my learners. Yeah,、um, been working with them for 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 the most part the past couple of years.、Um, it's been good to kind of get to know them as people.、Uh, I find that that's kind of a big thing as to why、uh, I'm I'm so excited to continue to volunteer. It's just、uh, getting to help them with whatever they need in terms of helping them with their computers or their smartphones, whatever it may be, with digital literacy, but also to continue to I guess further our relationships as. Well,、um, because that's a really big thing as to why again I love volunteering here. It's the people, and the people really do make it great. So, in the past、um, two and a half years, what kind of growth have you seen in your learners? A lot of things. A lot of things. I think first and foremost, confidence.、Um, confidence in themselves and the ability to be independent, or at least more independent, of course, because. When you talk about digital literacy, and again, I'll give like a few examples without going into the specifics as to like my learners, of course.、Uh, like for example, one of my learners wanted to know how to use Facebook Messenger and how to use Facebook in general to connect with、uh, old friends from.、Uh, and, and she's she's from elsewhere. She's not from Canada, but、um, she wanted to connect with old friends, old school friends, old family friends that she she hasn't talked to in over twenty years. So. Um, what I've seen in her, and just being able to go through that process with her, kind of walk her through. Okay, this is how Facebook works. This is how you set up Messenger, and maybe like trying to find that that person or those people that she's looking for.、Um, she, I can see how. Again, she's become more confident in just being able to use her phone,、um, being able to use her laptop.、Um, Using it for the things like reaching out to people, using it for the things that she she wants to do and that she needs to do, and I can really see it making a difference in her、um, just her every day. Like when I meet up with her or when we have like lessons together,、um, it's not a matter of oh this thing is super foreign to me now. I I'm, I'm not not necessarily scared of it, but like I'm I'm kind of hesitant to use it now. It's it's all in. It's hey Justin, I have a question about Messenger again because I was using it the other day and it kind of glitched out on me. Um, it's it's been great, kind of just seeing them get to use this technology and get to get to, um, get to really see see the the impact that it makes on their personal lives. I guess that's awesome. I know some of your learners, and I actually had one of them come in to see me the other day, and she was so impressed because she could do all of this stuff on her phone. And then I said, "You could do that on your computer too," and she was like, "What?"、Mm. And so she was so excited because some of the stuff, like、um, one of the things, was I was showing her Google Maps, which she uses on her phone quite、right. a bit, but she'd never used the website itself. And、mm-hmm. so I was showing her if you went and looked on Google Maps first, you could actually see what the building looks like. So then, when you're walking there, you know what it's going to look like, so you know what you're looking for.、Mm-hmm. She was like, "I didn't know this," and then she was like, "I wonder if Justin knows this. I'm going to show him." <laughs> so hopefully, she does. 
the next time. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to see that. Um, it, it's cool too because sometimes you know what you mentioned that Aaron. Sometimes some of my learners will show me something. And it's the same thing. They'll be like, did you know that on my phone there is this option like to block spam calls or to do this and that with like voicemail? And some of the things like I've heard of before, but I may not have like necessarily explored myself on my own phone. So what's great for me as well, again, like meeting people, of course, like, you know, um, even becoming friends with my learners, it's great. But they're teaching me a lot of things. Um, they're teaching me things that I didn't even know existed, right? Because again, with them becoming more confident and like independent, they're off like kind of exploring what you can do on the phone, what you can do on a computer. And as people that have been using this technology for a really long time, sometimes I think we take for granted what they can do and what else we haven't explored, right? So credit to them. Um, but the biggest thing is like, I feel like I'm learning a lot as well from what they have to show me, um, just as much as, you know, I'd be helping them, I guess. That's so interesting that they're not only teaching you um, probably some other things, just because people always teach each other things, but they'll actually are able to teach you some di digital literacy back. <laughs> yeah, no, for cool. sure. It, it's, a it's definitely a back and forth thing. And it's like, I, I, I look at it like I'm not, even if I'm like teaching them like per se, I don't view it as like, oh, I am a teacher. I know everything, right? Of course I don't. Like, I don't think any of us do. And that's the whole point of it. Like, I feel I can help them with certain things, but then they can also point out what my blind spots might be, right? Like um, things that, again, like I mentioned with spam blocking and like, you know, virus protection, I guess, on our phones and our laptops, like things that I may not have really thought into because generally I haven't really had to deal with them in the past as a problem, but for them, when it, again you're you're trying to navigate that whole thing, you're trying to deal with how do I how do I make sure that I'm not downloading like the wrong thing or like you know there, there's a virus on my computer now. How do I handle this? It's like um, having to problem solve with them is in turn yeah, like you said, teaching me a lot of things as well about um, generally using a computer. I 100% agree because with starting for me as being like digital literacy coordinator, I was like of course I can do this. Sure. And didn't really think about what foundational meant. And I've had people come in with foundational being, okay, I turned it on and I typed in my password, but I, they are not sure where the enter button is or how to click the um, little magnifying glass so that it actually enters into the computer. So starting right, like foundationally, but then also I've had lots of people ask me things and I'm like, we're going to have to figure that out together because I have no idea. Let's work together. And really digital literacy is problem solving. Yeah. Yeah. But that's I'm all not, it yeah. is, is figuring out where the problem is and then finding some sort of solution. And we were talking about this the other day, right? Like a problem or not necessarily a problem, but something unique to digital literacy that maybe isn't necessarily applicable to you know math literacy and like um, english literacy like we have at pals is that there isn't like a base level or there isn't a consistent level that people are at when it comes to using computers when it comes to using their phone right when it comes to digital literacy um people know some things but they may not know other things there is no such thing as being at like a grade three or a grade four level at using a computer like there is for maybe math there is for maybe like reading comprehension some people might know how to use YouTube, right? Watch a video. Some people might 
know how to make a resume, but they don't know, they won't know vice versa, right? So like you said, that's where the whole problem solving aspect comes into it because it's, you, we can try to teach foundational skills like, okay, here's word processing and we've tried to do it in the past, but uh, I feel that really, and, and I think you, you've sensed it too, like taking a more personalized approach as to what do you need to use a computer for or what are you looking to use a computer for? Um, and, and really like problem solving and figuring out, okay, how do we, let's set a goal. Let's, let's find the steps we can do to solve that problem. Um, it's probably the better approach, at least from what I've observed in my two years here. Um, because we tried that in the beginning, we tried, uh, hammering, not hammering down, but like we tried enforcing like some sort of a standard curriculum. Um, because back then I was volunteering with a couple of my other friends and we were doing like kind of like a weekly, weekly class together with our learners. But yeah, it just. <laughs> felt like we kind of abandoned that method just a few weeks in because it wasn't working as well as we, we thought it would be. I kind of look at digital literacy as like a spider web. So there's a whole bunch of ways in and then there's a whole bunch of paths that you can take to get out and not like out as in now you're done and completed. You're always going to be in the web learning something, but you've got to you come in at one point and like you said, I may be able to know email. I know how to write it. I know how to send it, but do you know how to put in a signature? That might be a new skill for you. And then you, some people actually can make great videos on their phones, but then they aren't sure how to do the word processing or the, um, especially um, Excel. What is that? like spreadsheets and all that Thank stuff, right? Spreadsheets. You know, they, they look at spreadsheets and think, oh my God, I can't do that. But all of them do have little bits that connect together. So if we oh, yeah, can get sure. them the skills to know, okay, what buttons should I maybe look at? Because spreadsheets and word processing and email all have similar font base, similar um, layout bases, so that you can know where to go find those different pieces, even if you're in a completely different program. And what's good to keep in mind with that too is that if someone just wants to deal with spreadsheets or word processing but they don't want i don't know social media or maybe being able to edit a video we don't need to teach them everything right like it's no. it's different because people are looking to use computers for different things versus again if you're teaching someone to read or you're teaching someone uh the times tables or like the like long division or whatnot like the, there are fundamental skills you have to build up right yeah there are some skills in digital literacy like obviously being able to know like basic functions like copy and paste um kind of control alt delete on a windows computer if if everything goes to um you know everything goes to heck and you want to you know you want to restart your computer like quit programs or whatnot yeah um but yeah um there are some skills in common but at the same time if a person is only interested in this or that we can teach them that right there will be some skills yeah. that are transferable but it's largely like if you know how to type up a word doc like and that's all you want to know how to use a computer for you don't need to know how to code you don't need to know how to program i don't know how to do that stuff right and i get by using the computer just fine everybody yeah. has like a different use case that's why i feel you have to take the more personalized approach absolutely or, that's what i've seen works works best at least for my learners um again just the past couple of years i 100 percent agree and hope that that's how all learners are learning at PALS because really it is all about what they need 
at that time. And they can always leave and come back if they find that they need another skill. They're welcome to say, no, I've got that one. I can go out and work on it. And then six months later, a year later, two years later, actually, I really want to learn about this now. Come on back. We'll teach you the next part. Um, I know that you've designed some cool workshops. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I can get into that a bit. So do you want to know, do you want to know like every kind of thing that I've done in the past couple of years? Like the main ones, maybe? I think I'd like to know why you design workshops first. Like what is the inspiration for why you'd want to create a workshop at Pals? Okay, gotcha. That's a really good question. Uh, a lot of it comes from question, common questions I get from my own learners or that I've gotten from my learners. Um, and, and again, like it's, after after a few weeks or after a few sessions where they, they've raised similar concerns and like not even at the same time sometimes I'll, I'll meet with my learners at the same time but because of the pandemic we've had to switch over to zoom or, or you know we've had to arrange more one-on-one -on -one sessions um seeing multiple uh instances of kind of the same concern or question being raised right so for example uh let's talk about maybe our upcoming computer buyers workshop right uh, the biggest motivation behind that was seeing time and time again, my learners asking, okay, what type of computer should I buy, right? How do you buy a computer? Like, why, why are there so many different, like, weird, like, weird terms you see when you're buying a computer, right? Like, what is an Intel, right? Like, I'm saying that, like, that's, that's actually uh, word for word what one of my learners asked me. What is an Intel? Like, what is a processor? Like, what's the GHZ thing, right? And the number, right? When you talk about computer clock speeds. And yeah, just it's I think like designing these workshops is just a culmination of taking all of that feedback, all of those questions and thinking that it'd be good if we offered something that could address a lot of these questions, right? Um, and a computer buying buyer's workshop, maybe like uh, another one we were thinking of is like an anti-theft kind of online safety workshop. Uh, it's it's re It really comes from what people have raised in the past as concerns and what are like tricky things, right? So rather than going through it, and not that I mind, I, I really love that. This is why I'm like part of the program. I really love explaining these things to, to our learners. Um, but I think it would really benefit even people outside of digital literacy, just in, around PALS in general, to like see that we offer these things. Because, for example, wanting to buy a computer, right, and like how to find how to find the right computer for yourself, that's not limited to people that are in digital literacy. Like, yeah. I my friends have this question, right? People that have used computers their entire lives have this question. Um, it's I think it's relevant to a lot of different people. So. Um, yeah, as an extension of the concerns and questions that have been raised by my own learners, I thought that maybe this would be useful for them and just people around pals, um, just, just to kind of talk about this more in detail and, and have like a whole workshop focused on that instead of just trying to answer that question in addition to whatever we're trying to do, uh, given that session, whether it's again, like working on word processing, working on using the internet or whatever it may be. Right. Exactly. I agree. No, that's awesome. And there's definitely people who have come up and asked me those questions. And I thought, oh, well, it's a really long answer. So having it in a session where they can come and learn is perfect. Yeah, for sure. We will we'll see how that goes. Um, but that's also a large reason why like our Smart for All course, the smartphone course that is ongoing right now too, is like part of the program catalog. It 
started last year as well when Monica and Adam and I talked about how a lot of people, again, we I think the smartphones are so ubiquitous now, like universally, even if you're like apprehensive about using like as like a, like te you know like modern tech whatnot like you get a free smartphone if you buy it like a basic plan at like freedom mobile value or like tell us or whatever your carrier may be like it or not you're probably gonna have to know how to use your smartphone right so why not provide i know it's not a workshop it's it's more of like a weekly course but why not provide something that specifically talks about that topic that um i think so many people have different questions about right um yeah it's really, well, it's and there's really so many uses for your cell phone. I'm sorry, I'm talking over you, but I was like, oh, no, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Cell phone. It's just, I don't even think I use my cell phone to the fullest capacity. No, no, no. I, and, and that's the thing too. It's, it goes, all goes back to, I'm still learning things from my learners. I'm still learning things from hosting these workshops because when people raise questions and questions that like we haven't properly thought about, or maybe haven't thought as deeply about before, um, it gets you thinking about, oh, that's a whole nother way of looking at my phone or my device that I've never really even considered, right? Um, so so really, again, what's really interesting is like, I, I feel like by doing all of this, we're, we're not only like helping people and obviously um, giving them that knowledge that we have, but it's also in terms of how do I view my devices differently as well? How, what can I do to like maximize my own usage um, and, and seeing things from different perspectives, right? So it's, it's, it's definitely one of the big benefits of volunteering here. How did I join PALS? Why did I join PALS? To be honest, I've done a lot of volunteering centered around kids before. Like I, I did a bunch of tutoring with kids um, and that, that was great, right? Um, but the thing is, obviously PALS were dealing with adults a completely different demographic. So I got a recommendation a couple of years ago from, from my brother, actually, who, who actually volunteered with PALS for, for a while. And he told me that um, it's just a great opportunity to kind of do a lot of the same things, right? And you're teaching, right? You're still applying those skills, but um, to a whole different population, right? Um, so originally, when I applied to be a volunteer with PALS, again, it was based off of word of mouth from my brother. I was actually intending on applying to math literacy. Uh, because I, that was the program my brother was in. And I was like, okay, fine. Like I'm, I'm decent at math, right? I could help out. Uh, but what was interesting was like I, when I went on the website and I saw the application form, I saw computer literacy. Um, I didn't know that was a thing. I thought it, I thought PALS primarily did math and English. So that was so interesting for me. And kind of I guess which which is a good segue to maybe end this conversation is that, um, Aaron, I see so much potential with computer literacy. I did two and a half years ago. I still see that now, right? Um, because it was just so novel for me to see that there's an organization dedicated to actually exploring, um, exploring like gaps in technology that, and, and t sorry, tech technical use of technology, I guess, with adults and with like a population I think that has been like neglected a lot. Because in this current day and age, we're all just kind of expected to know how to use a computer, how to use your phone. Again, like all the basic stuff, like how to build a resume, how to how to submit online applications, right? But what about for that whole segment of our population that doesn't come from like a technological background, doesn't come from um, maybe didn't have the resources, right? Didn't have the the uh, what they needed to have access to these to this to these technologies or these devices, right? So. 
I feel like a lot of those people are being neglected. They're being left in the dust. And it's unfortunate because you really can't get by nowadays without that. Um, so yeah, back then, two and a half years ago, and still today, um, my motivation is there. Uh, it's really that I feel it's unique. It's something that nobody else is offering. And I feel like the interest and the need is definitely there. Um, so yeah, like it's, it's still exciting for me because like, I wouldn't say my passion for its wane in the past two years, if, any, if anything, it's grown because from getting to know my learners, getting to see how, again, they're becoming more independent, they're becoming more confident in using their devices, but also that there's so much more ground we need to cover and that we will cover. Um, that's really motivated me to continue to contribute to what we're doing here. Do you think that the pandemic hit people differently depending on their digital literacy? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, no question. Like just the sheer fact that our own session switched over virtually to Zoom, right? Like it, it's like, it's, I almost say this jokingly when I, when I talk to this about, to my friends and family, but people, I was teaching computer literacy or digital literacy like sessions over a computer which if you think about it is like ironic, right? Because you have people that un unfortunately are struggling to use their devices, right? And know how to use their devices and you're expecting them to learn while using their devices, right? So yeah. already there's, there was such a big barrier even getting people to accept like a Zoom invite, right? Because the process of sending out a Zoom invite to an individual's like email, I can go into how many small steps we take for granted that are a part of accepting and getting into a Zoom meeting that um, I learned as a result of this pandemic. When you send out a Zoom invite, right? When I sent you or I send out send, send an invite to somebody, they have to number one turn on their computer. Number two log into their email, right? And a lot of people forget what their passwords are, which again, big problem, right? And even if they're able to log in, they have to go to their email, they have to click on the link and you have to have Zoom installed on your computer. If you don't have Zoom installed on your computer, then you go on the website, you're gonna have to say, check allow microphone, allow video to be able to talk with people. And these are pop-ups, right? These are dependent on your computer. So if you miss them, you're not gonna be able to see anything. You're not gonna be able to, like, to have a conversation with anybody. There are so many little steps involved in even getting into one of those meetings, right? Which was like a huge, huge barrier. If anything, one of the most frustrating things I felt, and this was not anybody's fault. It's just a, a product of like the just going virtual is that there were times when we had to postpone like our meetings, right? Our sessions, because people's internet were cutting out. People couldn't get into the meetings. Um, people didn't know how to get to the meetings. I had to meet up with my couple of learners like in person, uh, even in the midst of the pandemic to kind of just like show them how Zoom works, right? And even then that wasn't perfect because it's like programs aren't foolproof. Sometimes they'll stop responding on the day or something happens. Like you can't blame anyone for that, right? Um, definitely for the, at least in the early part of the pandemic hindered, hindered my learners progress. It was hard to teach, um, but you know, like it's, that's what the, I think it goes to show that's why it's so important what we're trying to do. Right. Um, hopefully in the future, if anything like this happens again, and I really hope it doesn't, of course, uh, we'll be more ready for it <laughs> and it won't negatively impact as many people because of what we've been doing with our learners and the co type of content we've been pushing out. Absolutely. Yeah, the whole idea of teaching how to use your computer on while watching someone on your computer 
is crazy. And yet we have so many of our learners right now in digital literacy doing Zoom meetings because that's what people are more comfortable with. So we do offer the virtual, but we also have in-person now that it's safer. And for people who are already vaccinated, um, they're able to meet in person and then some of them are meeting in person just until they're comfortable to go on Zoom and then they go on to Zoom as well. Mm -hmm. It's, I get it too, there are benefits to going virtual. Like personally, I I mean, I'll always prefer in person. I always like meeting people in person. I feel that there are a lot of hands-on things like, you know, when, when you're showing someone which button to press on a computer, it's very hard to do that when you're when you're like trying to, trying to you're trying to like, visualize it show them right you're trying to like visualize it virtually but it's very difficult sometimes you have to like be more hands-on and actually show them okay command controller command c are like two buttons that you press and you show them and, in person right and at the same time yeah at the same time too, so. that that key piece that it has to be at the same time i have lots that press one and then press the other and they don't see that as like they don't Get that you have to hold them together mm-hmm. so to do that even virtually would be quite difficult it's th- there's so much to it and, and it's like the social aspect of it too i prefer seeing people in person you get to interact with them there like you know you just get to be present with each other right um you just don't get that as much when you're doing a zoom meeting so for what it's worth i know the convenience aspect of it of course we meet up we, we can meet virtually anytime right on a zoom meeting you, you can do it from the comfort of your own home. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm at my house right now, right? You don't have to go anywhere. But even with all the added ex- effort of taking transit, going to pals, meeting up with someone, I always feel like I get more out of it. And I feel better as a result of it. And I hope my learners do as well. Um, but in any case, we do what we can, right? Yeah. We're in this situation, uh, hopefully for not much longer. So in, in, other, in any case, we will hopefully teach people how to use both so if they can't make it um, online will always be an option for them as well and like i will literally be the digital literacy spokesperson the last thing i would kind of just want to say is like i want to stress that there are so many people that are interested in like learning about computers and how to use them unfortunately because of like just demand and the lack of tutors we have right now we're unable to kind of accommodate everyone so it's a great experience i've gotten so much out of it i think that you would too um and really even if you're not like a computer whiz you don't have to be right most people are looking to do simple things right the the little things that we take for granted when we're using computers on like an everyday basis so it's it's honestly like it's been a great experience um, and there's a reason why I continue to do it, right? I, it's, I've had a lot of fun. Um, so would definitely recommend it. And also just know too that the need is there, right? So if you can just spare like an hour or two every single week to do it, it would go to help so many people. Well, and we're starting, Justin, I don't even know if you know this yet, but we're starting to incorporate our LELL, so our Literacy English Language Learners, with mm-hmm. digital. So they have to take both. Because if you want to go any further in um, their English language learning, Mm -hmm. like beyond PALS, they have to be able to do it online now. There aren't a lot of face-to-face programs, or if there are, they're a blended program and they still need to be able to use that online portal system. So Mm -hmm. we're working slow, but we're getting there to create 
where we'd have both LELL and digital together. And so right. trying to get enough tutors to support that would be amazing. Oh, that would be, that would be awesome. If you're interested in joining us at PALS, please contact us on our website at palsedmonton.ca. Thanks. See you next time on PALS Talks.